listening to this podcast right now. Do you want to hear a fucking podcast about anything and everything? Yeah. Like movies, oh my music, God. television, and more? Oh my God. Well, you've come to the right place. Yes. Subscribe to Journey into Comics Network, and you get Podcastrophe, oh hosted God. by me, yes. Dick. Why not throw a couple bucks to the Patreon? It's your yes. choice. Yeah. This is a Podcastrophe. That sounds so awesome. The following, following. The following. Is a journey into comics. 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 Network. 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 Production. Production. To a nicer guy, it couldn't happen. I'm the man of the hour. The man with the power. Diamonds are forever. He put hard times on Dusty Rhodes and his family. And what you gonna do, Andre? History beckons the Macho Man. Yeah. The best there is. The best of walk. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Two words for you. Two words. The champ is here. Do I have everybody's attention now? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to season three, episode 19 of Journey into Wrestling. It's the season finale. I am your host, Nate. Hope everyone is doing fantastic on this Wrestling Wednesday, folks. We're going to be short today. We're not going to get into too many things here. As we wrap up in the season finale, there are a couple things I want to mention. First and foremost, we had a really fun season. We had some guests along the way. Scotty Young, Brett Havoc showed up. Brando made a special guest appearance and hosted with me for an episode on that same episode. We had those guys on. Uh, we had Matthew Waite do some guest episodes uh, here for a while. And then, you know, all this kind of leads to this big announcement and change. I've been saying that we're going to move, format, change the show, do something different. Not sure. I've said some different things, but I officially know for a fact what's going to happen. And here's the deal. In June or July, when the show comes back, it's going to be on Mondays. No Journey Into Comics is not going anywhere, but on Mondays you will get Journey Into Comics, and then every other Monday you will get Journey Into Wrestling, and that will be a double dose of the Journey Into brand in your face on Mondays, which is going to be, you know, an easy way to consolidate and keep my shows kind of in one space. It makes it easy that way. So, you know, today we have <clears throat> some news, you know, uh, there has been some stuff going on, but wrestling is in the, well, it's in the kind of slowdown time right now, because WrestleMania season's really where everything picks up, everything builds up, we build to excitement, we build to tension, we build to the possibilities of what's going to happen, and they did a lot of really great things at this year's WrestleMania and set a lot of things in motion, we had the superstar shake-up, I need to pull up the actual shake-up list here, also, um, but, uh, you know, I think that uh, the problem with wrestling is that you have this big thing. And what they need is like, honestly, if you were the WWE and you wanted to make history and make the product better, you'd take like two months off. Genuinely, you'd have two-month off season. Let all your stars recoup for that two months. Don't do anything. Take some time off. Everybody's been visiting with their family. They're having a good time. They got away. AJ Styles has been chilling with his kids. Fucking Kofi Kingston's celebrating his championship reign. You know, maybe if you want to do something special, you could have little promos throughout the time there 
during the offseason, but no matches, no vigorous road schedule for two months. Give these guys a little bit of a break, right? So we get WrestleMania, the build, everything's stagnant now. Even if you do Superstar Shake-Up on WWE, it isn't really necessarily going to reinvigorate things. It can only do so much. And I want to get right down to it and start with the shakeup. It happened last week. And here are the... Now, I will also say... Hold on. Because... Okay, hold on. This is not... There's a more recent list I need to find because they... They actually have changed it again and... and yeah, here, here, okay, so here's, there's two different spots I'm going to talk from here, okay? So, here's the initial shakeup. This is what they debuted initially, and then we're going to talk about some changes. So, here are people that ended up on SmackDown. Actually, let's go to Raw first. Here are our Raw shakeup. Coming from SmackDown Live, we had AJ Styles, The Miz, Ricochet, <clears throat> Alistar Black, who ends up back on SmackDown, Eric and Ivar, the Viking experience? No, they'll be called something else. We'll get into that in a minute. Andrade, Zelina Vega, Rey Mysterio, Jimmy and Jay, the Usos, Naomi, EC3, Lacey Evans, Eric Young, and Cedric Cedric Alexander making their jump over to the red brand from SmackDown Live. Now, we've got these guys going from Raw to SmackDown Live, the blue brand with Roman Reigns, the big quote-unquote acquisition, uh, Intercontinental Champ Finn Balor, Elias, Bailey, Ember Moon, Kyrie Sane, Lars Sullivan, Buddy Murphy, Liv Morgan, Chad Gable, Apollo Crews, Mickey James, Otis, and Tucker, Heavy Machinery. So, that happened, but then there's actually been some change backs here as uh, Zelina Vega and Andrade have been moved back to SmackDown. Alistar Black has been moved back to SmackDown. There could be some other things. We know that Samoa Joe is going to Raw, and is now as of this Monday, he debuted on Raw. So, the Superstar Shakeup kind of provides. The, it kind of also fucked up. I mean, you broke up the Riot Squad. That was a poor choice you broke up sanity really like you didn't even give sanity that much exposure on the main roster and do shit with them before you took eric young out of the equation that's dumb it's a poor it's just really poor it's a bad it's bad it's bad for business i don't i don't like the superstar shakeup the way they've been doing it honestly i want them to kind of go back almost to draft style and actually have the fucking people genuinely draft motherfuckers. Like, what I would genuinely say is you bring all the the talent into the Monday Night Raw show like they used to, but say, look, we're going to assign two people, and it's their actual genuine choice who they want, and whoever they get, they get, and we're going to then start writing and planning for the future. Stop looking so far into the future, WWE. They, like, try to overplan, and I hate it. I can't fucking get into it, man. It's, it's It's annoying. It's annoying the shit out of me. So, I don't even know where I really want to start. There was some stuff that happened on Raw. There's some stuff that happened on SmackDown. You know what? Actually, 
man, it's heavy, but it's a good jump. It's a good jump on point, I think, because it's some real shit that happened. So apparently, I don't know the full report. This is like second. I'm doing it. This is. I don't really know why I'm giving you guys this secondhand, not officially reported upon yet news as news. But I guess it's because I'm going to give you guys possibly breaking news, right? But first, let's get into a quick drink break brought to you by tomorrow's Podcastrophe. Oh, man, that delicious water brought to you by Podcastrophe every Thursday right here on the Journey into Comics Network at journeyintocomics.com. Also, podcastrophepod.podbean.com. You can get them on their own feed now as well on iTunes and all that other jazz. So apparently... And a really weird thing, a fan might have passed away during SmackDown Live, during the actual program. During the Charlotte and Becky and Bailey segment. They quickly cut to commercial during the segment, just in the middle of the talk, just out of nowhere. And uh, some reporting from fans at the event said that there were a bunch of paramedics that rushed to ringside. They were giving this person CPR. They covered this person with a cloth and walked their body out. And who knows if that person was maybe being covered up to protect their identity or, or you know, something much more uh, awful happened. But man, it's cra- that would be a crazy thing like, oh, I went to... I died at SmackDown Live. Like, that's how poetic. What, like, a true wrestling fan would fucking love that. Like, what a what a cool thing to have happen. You went out during the show. The last thing you were experiencing in your life moments was the fucking epicness that is WWE. And even though it's not fucking perfect, it's still the experience to be at a live event or a show that's taped or whatever is... There's a certain energy there, man. It really is... It is different. It really is amazing it's electric it's undescribable so trying to think here we've got a lot of stuff to really jump into about smackdown you know uh but i want to talk about this other thing too because backlash has been on again off again on again off again on the schedule and i'm gonna take a quick drink break anyways from that drink break we come back Backlash was, like, going to get canceled, apparently, and in favor of... The reason they were going to do it was to do another Saudi Arabia event, and it got taken off the schedule, and there was some backlash from Backlash, and then it got put back on the schedule, and it's still a limbo. Who knows what's going to happen? WWE is in really deep waters right now with some of the decisions they're making, and I know their fans are not necessarily cool with it. You know, speaking of things that the WWE has been getting backlash for, let's talk about one of the biggest things that came out of the Superstar Shake-Up, which was the Viking Experience thing. And you're like, Viking Experience, what the fuck is that? So the War Raiders debuted on Raw, and war, 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 you know, it was awesome. But they weren't the War Raiders, they changed their name to the Viking Experience, and everyone was like, Fucking dumb. Doesn't work for us. Not cool. We are 100% not into that. The fans were just like, what? Like, I'm sure live it was just shocking. Like, they're calling them the Vikings? That's what you went with? A bunch of geniuses around a table said, hey, man, 
I think the Viking experience is the way to go. This is the one, man. It's going to work. People are going to dig it. It's going to be fucking cool. It's not cool, man. It's not cool at all. Well, you know, also Hanson and Roe were originally their names, not Eric and Ivan. I want to mention that too. And I guess Eric and Ivan are just like whatever their main roster names. But uh, this is the hands of Vince McMahon working, I feel. So they obviously don't want to use the word war on main show pay-per-view for some reason. I don't understand. They have a pay-per-view called War Games, so I don't know. I don't know why you can't have War Raiders. Apparently Vince is just a little bit stupid. So they decided on Happy Medium, and according to WWE.com, it now states they are the Viking Raiders, which, okay, I don't hate it. You know what? I don't hate it, and I am hopeful that... They can learn from their mistakes because this is a fucking super short, stupid, super dumb shortcoming creating an unneeded thing in these guys' rise. Like, you want to have these dudes at the top of their game because they were fucking hot as fuck coming out of NXT. And now you want to just, like, pour water all over them? That doesn't make any damn sense. I'm not a fan of it. You know, speaking of things that happened on Monday Night Raw, we should probably talk about some upcoming stuff because we have a humongous... And we're going to talk a little bit about it and what my opinions are on the actual card, but one of the matches that was officially announced for Money in the Bank is Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles for that Universal Championship. Honestly, wouldn't be surprised if uh, Rollins loses to AJ here just so AJ can also hold that Universal title and give it a little bit more shine back. Make that a more prestigious title. But, of course, you want to see Seth have a nice long reign after slaying the beast. Another drink break brought to you by Podcastrophe. You know, and I only really did that drink break because the last one, I think I forgot to say Podcastrophe. You know, man, it's fucking, it's also spring and, like, my allergies are acting up. So if I am a little bit clogged sounding, that's literally what it is. It's been wild. This has been a month where... I haven't really podcasted a lot. April, I've been kind of off while also being very on. Like, I did JIC, obviously, consistently. But, like, I only had to do one Foodies. I'm only going to really do one Boys Survival because I had guests cancel on me. So, it's been pretty light, you know. Uh, So, I'm grateful for that. But, anyways, you know, uh, Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles match is very intriguing. Those two dudes work very very well and they work very well against each other and they are fast-paced great storytellers with their abilities now to be honest with you just the way things have kind of been lately like i'm actually haven't watched this week's raw smackdown as i record this i know what happened because i've kept up with all the news and information that's been coming out of this but I don't know if he, if recently, like in this past week's episode, AJ started to show signs of being a heel, but I really think that another heel run for AJ Styles could really solidify him as he's already one of the greatest of all time, but like really the absolute, because they'll cheer him. They'll cheer him as a bad guy now. He's so over that it doesn't matter. And I think that's the best point is that him and Seth can tear it down 100% of the time, man. And I'm really looking forward to that match. I cannot wait. I guess that Styles 
was in a match between him, Samoa Joe, and Rey Mysterio. Oh, and Baron. Wait, wait, hold on. Styles pinned United States champ Samoa Joe early in the night during a triple threat match that also involved Rey Mysterio. Oh, and then pinned Baron Corbin separately in the main event to get his spot in the Money in the Bank main event against Rollins. Uh, They started trading words, though, as the show went off the air. And once they start yakking at each other, you know, obviously, that there's going to be a fight. So they're going to start telling a really good story here as they build towards the Money in the Bank pay-per-view here. Another thing that... Let me tell you something, man. I get it. Some people don't get it. I get it, and I love it. I'm going to be a weirdo and go on a little rant on why I'm going to follow the buzzards. And that's the episode title is Following the Buzzards this week. Journey into Wrestling, Season 3, Episode 19, Following the Buzzards. Right? So... Bray Wyatt debuted a new character this week on Raw in his return. We've been seeing the little vignettes teasing him, and we thought for sure he was coming back as one specific thing, and I think it was maybe really smart that they didn't telegraph it like that because they teased a really dark certain angle, and then he came back, and it's almost as if it's Bray's pl- like funhouse, you know, like Pee-wee's funhouse or whatever, Pee-wee's playhouse or whatever. So uh, to me... You know, here's the thing. He's been doing the same character for a really long time. The Wyatt family, Bray Wyatt, has been a thing since WrestleMania 30. And it's been pretty much consistently the same kind of thing. He hasn't really deviated too much from that path. He hasn't ever been really super, super, super good guy. He hasn't really ever been, like, the worst heel in the world, you know. He's just kind of been in the middle, which is okay. We obviously don't see his wrestling style here. This is just a promo in this moment. So we don't know what the wrestling package is going to come from this overhaul of Bray Wyatt. But we know just from the character, like I said, it's got the Pee Wee vibe. And that's not a bad thing. I think it's very clever because it shows like this like reformed guy who has a different vision. He's more uh, focused and has reminders of his past. And who it's there's... There's some mysticism to it. You know, the Firefly Funhouse thing that was the segment that Bray debuted this week uh, was interesting, to say the least. It makes me want to see more. So he did his job. He Right there, boom. I want to see more. I want to know where this goes. Immediately, he has done his job because he sold me. He got me in on the work. I want it. I want to know. I want to know how why he's doing this. What the fuck is going on? Is this going to be a long-term thing? Is he going to jump off the ship really quick and go back to the old school Bray Wyatt? Is this because he might be on Total Divas more or something? Because JoJo, who, I don't, what the fuck? I don't know. I have no idea. I have, maybe, is it because he's a dad now like, or going to be a dad soon or some shit? Like, could be any number of those things. I don't know what the reason for the new character uh, overhaul is. But, you know, honestly, I am... I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to see what, what's to come. Uh, you know, let's go over to SmackDown as we have Roman Reigns got his uh, match announced for Money in the Bank. He's going to actually be facing Elias, I guess. Although Reigns was 
kind of called out by Shane McMahon following what Reigns did last week on SmackDown when he debuted during the Superstar Shakeup. So during the Superstar Shakeup, uh, Roman comes out and uh, interrupts Elias again after Rey Mysterio interrupted him on Monday and Undertaker interrupted him on the week before after, or after Raw and whatnot. And uh, John Cena, the Doctor of Thugonomics, interrupted him at Mania and whatever. So he comes out, he takes out Elias, and then Vince is in the ring. And Vince starts yelling at Roman, and Roman just straight up Superman punches him as well. But it was like poorly choreographed, badly timed. They had to wait till uh, Elias was behind Vince so he could catch him, and it was oh, it was just sloppy and bad. It didn't look good. But anyways, it does tell a nice like kind of story that Roman's not a heel, but he's kind of again anti-establishment and anti-Vince McMahon and the BS that Vince pulls. So, uh, it looks like officially Elias challenged Reigns to a match at uh, Money in the Bank for interrupting him. And, of course, Reigns easily accepted. But, of course, I guess it looks like uh, that Roman got attacked by Shane and by Elias here. As Elias is, yeah, they they just did the old... uh, distract Reno, jump him thing, and then they're just starting to go. Right now, Shane's just throwing knees at him, going to work on Roman, throwing a couple haymakers. Roman pushes him off. Roman kicks Shane in the face, goes for the, hits him with a punch, hits him again, but here comes Elias to jump on Roman and start, you know, hitting him around, and man. Okay, so, you know, I think that's a fun feud. I think Elias needs somebody good to work with. I think Roman needs somebody good to work with. I don't think you need to put Roman immediately in a thing with, like, the guy for the title. Like, you don't want him to go to Kofi or some shit like that because that's just not the way to make people a fan of him. But you also want to make sure he's protected and has a light enough schedule coming off of this cancer thing that he had to deal with, this leukemia shit that he was fucking having to go through. So... Another thing that happened on SmackDown that was pretty crazy. So, okay, so we did the Superstar Shake-Up, but we also had champions that stayed put. Big E is hurt. He was hurt, so he is off TV right now. And with him being off TV, uh, Mr. Kevin Owens took this time to be like, hey, I would love to be your honorary third member. So they tried him out. He had to eat pancakes and shit of that nature. But ultimately, you know, uh, the new New Day was not long for this world because the Big O, or KO, turned on Kofi this week on SmackDown. You guys super kicked him right in the face. And it looks like Kevin Owens is challenging for the WWE Championship, probably most likely... At Money in the Bank. And again, you want to say off the top of your head, like maybe Kevin Owens will win it. But realistically, you need to give Kofi some time with this belt. He has earned it. He's worked so hard. He had a super amazing WrestleMania moment. There's momentum still building here. Also, could you imagine the momentum when Big E comes back and actually attacks Kofi as well? I'm just saying it would be super clever and you wouldn't see it coming. He comes out to help Kofi, but instead turns his back on Kofi. A classic double wrestling turn. It would be amazing. But Kofi Kingston versus Kevin Owens is going to be amazing. Those two work 
Uh, amazing matches, phenomenal styles, fast pace versus methodical chip away. Also kind of quick pace, but sluggish too. You know, KO kind of get in there and slug it around. Uh, I look, I'm really looking forward to this match. I'm uh, hyped on it, and uh, I love that Kevin Owens ripped off his New Day shirt to reveal his, his true self, and it was just so, his his demeanor was so angry and villainous, I think, that made me just be like, yes, Kevin Owens, like, I hope your kids have a good time. I hope you have a good time, because I'm coming for this. He's screaming as he's beating the hell out of Kofi with the belt, you know, in his hand. So, you know, he's making himself the known heel, and I love it. I love KO as a heel. He is one of the greatest heel workers in the business, honestly. He really, really genuinely is. That's not a joke there. So let's talk about the women's division of wrestling here. But first, a drink break brought to you by Podcast for Yet Again. All right. Thanks for that drink break podcast for Now we're going to talk about some more SmackDown news for just a second as Charlotte has yet again become the number one contender for the SmackDown Women's Championship, meaning that Ronda, not Ronda, she's gone, but Becky Lynch, rather, is going to be defending her Raw Women's Championship at some point against Lacey Evans and defending her SmackDown Women's Championship against Charlotte at some point. How fun it is to be a dual champion and have to defend the belts on both shows. So, the Lacey Evans thing, cool. The Charlotte thing, kind of annoying. I also get that you want to keep her dominant, but, like, you fucked up Asuka, and you kind of pissed me off. Speaking of Asuka, I didn't even mention this, that Paige debuted her new team, which was Asuka and Kyrie Sane, to the SmackDown women's tag division. So, looking forward to what they have to offer and will they be taking the titles off of the Iconics? I fucking love the Iconics. They're so good. Anyways, Bailey came out this week on SmackDown with a little bit more of a brash attitude and demeanor. She definitely has learned how to put away her slight giggles and inability to play the character who's pissed off all the time. She's maybe channeled some real emotions and channeled some real angers and issues to really come at Charlotte, maybe finding out that she was go she was not going over versus Charlotte tonight and that Charlotte was gonna yet again get an opportunity to wrestle for the women's championship and Bailey. I th- I think, you know, hasn't had a title shot in or I mean an individual women's title shot in close to or well over a year at this point. It's been a minute. It's, I'm trying to think back. Like maybe or maybe she was a champ right around this time last year. Time all blurs together for me. It's relative, you know. But uh, speaking of Charlotte Flair, and I accidentally mentioned her name, Ronda Rousey says that she's not coming back to the WWE until she actually does have a baby, meaning that the early reports suggesting that she was leaving the WWE for motherhood are true. So we might not be seeing Ronda Rousey for up to nine months or longer, depending on what her game plan is, depending on what she wants to do, and depending on if she really gives a fuck to come back or not. She doesn't need the WWE nearly as bad as the WWE needs Ronda Rousey. And that's a fact. You got to look at the digits. You got to look at the numbers. You got to look at the way things shake out. And she's a draw. She's a massive draw. She helped create the biggest women's match in wrestling history that main evented WrestleMania. And you guys might be like, oh, it was boring. It was great. I thought it was a phenomenal match. I've talked about it a couple times. But I just think 
that Rhonda said, look, time is short and I got to get busy doing this. And she's also like, I need to get that Travis Brown dick. But anyways, uh, she, so she's going out and doing her thing for a while and getting away from wrestling. Probably better for her. You know, she was really starting to get eaten up by some of the shit and the way the fans were acting. Speaking of uh, people who are who are upset at things, apparently there's some shark-infested waters or there's, you know, a big giant fucking hole in your Titanic. I don't know how you want to equate what I'm trying to say here, but ultimately, Sasha Banks and WWE are in a stalemate. Sasha refusing to work. She's been on vacation. She canceled a Wendy Williams appearance sh- uh, on a show of some sort. Uh, Sasha has been seen on social medias with different people. Uh, maybe this is what made Bailey decided better heal. I'm not really sure, but I just know that WWE are prepare- prepared to let Sasha sit her contract out. Sasha is very, very upset, allegedly. Because the Iconics going over at WrestleMania when uh, when Sasha and Bayley believed they deserved to hold these belts for a while and really run with the titles and make a special impact for being the first champs. And they can't, you know, you can't control your own destiny. And you got to be grateful that you held the belts at all. You know what I'm saying? And the Iconics, look, they're grateful that they're holding the belts. You think they're going to lose the belts now? With the way that fucking Sasha's acting, fuck that. Sasha will be lucky if she ever gets to work. I mean, listen, here's the deal. If you don't work for the WWE, if you just sit your contract out, they can actually add more time to your contract. It's just a clause that like, if, if, if for every, like every year you have to put a half year back on that you don't work. So she could literally get stuck never getting out of this contract. And never getting to work in another company again because she's being pig-headed and stubborn and not thinking, man. You got to think about it. Just put your ego aside and say, I'm grateful that I'm even in this opportunity. Yes, I've I've won championships and I've done this, but you're also getting a great story that Sasha can't hold gold. It's that Sasha gold curse. And if they start to build her in the future and they can use this, ah, she can never hold on to it. She can never hold on to it. She can... But she finally did. And she finally did. Oh, man. And the crowd would be going nuts. It would be huge. So you got to look. I mean, they do sometimes plan way too far into the future. And I guess you have to have an end game for a character to see where they may or may not go and what they can or can't offer you and what you're trying to do. So ultimately, I think that Sasha Banks, you know, it sucks. But she she really needs to consider that she at least has the opportunity to work for this company and has an opportunity to be a very, very, very well-known, probably mostly household name. You know, lots and lots of wrestling fans. So, you know, I don't know. Uh, let's let's get off the Sasha Banks talk as there, there might have, there will... Let's, I don't know what order to do this in. Uh, Okay, so there was a masked wrestler that debuted at MKE Wrestling last Friday. This clip has made its its way online. It showed a hooded masked figure run out to the ring during the match and hit the go to sleep, which is famously CM Punk's move. This guy was dressed in a hoodie and a lucha mask. Here are some important things to note. There's a picture 
And CM Punk is in that same town in Milwaukee that same day wearing the same hoodie. So I'm just saying that that's a good way to cover up your identity is to wear a hoodie that's going to cover up your arms and a lucha mask that's going to cover up your face. But you hit your finisher as an Easter egg, winking a nod to let people know that you're there and maybe teasing a return, but not actually do anything. I think it's very clever. I think that CM Punk is one of those guys that uh, maybe someday he will really come back to wrestling, like really, really. Uh, But right now it's all tongue-in-cheek. It's all touch-and-go. It's all trying to see if this is what he really, really, really wants to do with the rest of his life. You know, being a professional wrestler takes a toll on your person. He's already experienced and lived that whole lifestyle once over. Does he want a second dip? That's the question. My guts tell me he does, and at some point we will see Punk back on a major program at some point, but I don't know if it's in the near future. You know, maybe still three to five years out, honestly. Like, maybe closer to WrestleMania 40. You know, maybe he'll be 10 years gone from the industry before he decides to come back. But at some point, Vince and them are going to be like, we'll offer you $40 million right now to show up tomorrow. Sold for the guy in the red hood. You know, like, I am there. Because I think CM Punk, he really he really set the wrestling world on fire when he was doing his thing in 2008 and 9 and whatnot. So, um... But CM Punk also setting some fucking bridges on fire. And he doesn't need any water as he's going to let these motherfuckers burn. Uh, Ron Funches, comedian, uh, said uh, he said that he was hoping to get CM Punk on his podcast. And then he remembered what happened last time Punk was on a podcast. So he knows that's not happening. However, Punk responded to Funches saying, and I quote, Promise not to sue me for being a good friend and then sign a legally binding agreement that you're not a greedy, steaming pile of ungrateful snake shit, and I'll consider it. That's like a direct, uh, jab at Cole Cabana and their court case and the going-ons that happened there. Uh, Before we go too much further, here's the updated card for Money in the Bank. We got Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans for the Raw Women's Championship. Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles for the Raw Universal WWE Championship. Roman Reigns versus Elias. And Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship, meaning Becky will be defending her belts two matches in one night. Whoa. She is a gangster. Holy hell. I can't wait to see how they play that out. Uh, So obviously around the corner, and it's going to probably happen before we're back, but it'll probably be the first major thing we cover as All Elite Wrestling will be having their first official event here in just a few short weeks, one month as we are sitting here right now. One month away, we will be getting Double or Nothing, the sequel to All In back in September in Chicago. Here is an updated card, which doesn't really have many changes, but we had one major announcement. So we have Hangman Adam Page versus Pac. We know that. We have SoCal Uncensored versus SEMA and Company. We knew that. We have Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho, too. We knew that. Britt Baker versus Nyla Rose versus Kylie Ray. We knew that. Uh, 
However, we did not know this next one as Cody's opponent has been revealed. And sometimes blood is thicker than water, but it's not good for drinking. Cody versus Dustin Rhodes. Not gold dust. Dustin Rhodes. So, that match is probably going to be killer. They're going to have time to work a match like they want to at their pace. Not be, uh, not be heavily restricted by what, you know, WWE and Vince want to do because they're they're their own bosses in this regard. So they get to run the show how they want. They get to have as much time as they need. Cody and Dustin, I guarantee he'll probably have like a 20-minute match. It'll be killer. It'll be one of those matches that will be like, holy fuck, how did fucking Goldust work that good? We didn't even know. And it's going to be like, yeah, because WWE does know how to book him. And that's a fact. We have uh, up next, we had Sonny Kiss versus Kip Sabian versus Brandon Cutler versus Ace Romero versus Glacier. Yes, WCW's Glacier versus Brian Pillman Jr. versus Sunny Days versus MJF versus Joey Janela versus our all-time favorite competitor, TBD. We will see what happens in the over-the-budget battle royal where anybody could show up, just depending on how over-the-budget they went. So I'm really looking forward to that. And also we have the Young Bucks, which are Matt and Nick Jackson taking on Lucha Bros for the AAA World Tag Team Championships. Another killer match on this card, you guys. I'm telling you, it is a stellar card for sure. Uh, I cannot wait for double or nothing. I will say that during that weekend, there's going to be StarCast. And apparently, WWE legends who um, were uh, going to appear at StarCast got pulled by Vince. According to Sports Illustrated, the announcement went wide and viral. I was told it had gotten WWE's attention that Miss McMahon texted The Undertaker about the appearance. Taker's representation, which is a company called Get Engaged, called me, uh, called to tell me WWE says he can't do it. Ultimately, Get Engaged returned the deposit to Thompson. I had a friend discuss the situation with Vince McMahon, and I was assured the heat wasn't on me or my event, but rather that The Undertaker shouldn't be doing personal appearances outside of the WWE. I was assured that damages would be covered and a suitable replacement offered or some sort of compens- compromise to make everyone happy. The replacing Undertaker is an impossible tax. That does not stop Thompson from making an attempt. I suggested Vincent Man Hunter or Stephanie McMahon. Uh, and I said I would donate 100% of the proceeds to a Connors Cure and match the donation personally, which would turn a negative into a positive for everyone involved. See, fucking... Conrad Thompson trying to turn oranges into apples or trying to turn or- lemons into lemonade or some shit. Trying to turn it, but man, Vince saying, look, you can't be a part of AEW. And another guy who can't be a part of AEW or can't be a part of WWE and AEW is Chris Jericho. He says, you know, he says it's different because we're not going we're not doing it that way where anyone who doesn't like it they're doing in WWE is automatically guaranteed a job in AEW. We will look at every talent on an individual basis. Chris Jericho said there are some guys we'd love to have who are in WWE. There are some guys we probably wouldn't take. Obviously, we haven't even had a show yet, and our roster is already very deep. 
When you talk about the Double or Nothing show, how many people can you book on that show? If you have 60, 70 guys, you end up with the same problem as the WWE. So Jericho also went on to say, I've talked with Vincent Man a couple times, but I'm kind of public enemy number one there now. I've been kind of removed from the annals of history. I asked the other day if I could have a couple of their guys on my podcast to promote WrestleMania, and I was told no, it's not appropriate because you're an AEW. I am banned from WWE. He also said, I think my stuff is still on there, the WWE Network. I haven't been disgraced, but as far as I know, they had to take some videos down from Up, Up, Down, Down, and Me Playing, took that off. They edited some stuff off the Edge and Christian show that had my name on it. Uh, you can't erase Chris Jericho. He's the fucking GOAT. What are you doing? Get it together, WWE. Anyways, folks. That's going to do it for this season of Journey into Wrestling. As always, you guys can check us out. Next season, we're going to be debuting on Mondays. You'll be getting an announcement. You'll probably see a new logo. We'll have some different change. Things are coming. Everything is good. <clears throat> we love you guys so much. This has been a fantastic season. You can check out the Journey into Comics Network and Journey into Wrestling and Journey into Comics Podcast and all the others at journeyintocomics.com where you can get all the different shows or go to iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, Spotify, CastBox, TuneIn, and many others. Just search Journey into Comics Network where you can get all the different shows on our network, as I said. And also, you can also totally go to patreon.com Backslash Journey into Comics, give us a buck. Early access, exclusive content. We need your dollars. Every dollar helps. So please, if you have a dollar to spare, one dollar a month, throw it our way and it will be worth your time and ours as well because it will help us make this machine go a little bit better. Folks, thank you so much for listening to this season, the entire season of Season 3 of the Journey into Wrestling show here. This has been Season 3. This has also been the finale, episode 19, Following the Buzzards. I have been your host, Nate. Hope you guys have a great one. We will see you all later, and it's going to be absolutely awesome!